Hello, everybody. My name is Eric. My name's Nick. And today we're going to be talking about the amazing performance that the Cincinnati Bengals had on last Sunday. Very unexpected. Oh, uh, what's the first thing that comes to mind? I'm shocked. Yeah, I'm shocked too. I thought we would have, you know, a lot of trouble containing uh, Lamar Jackson, but that yeah. didn't happen. They, they, okay, like five sacks. Was not expecting that. Isn't that? I, I saw the uh, like locker room speech by, uh, by Zach Taylor. Taylor, and he said that's the most that um, Jackson's ever been sacked in his really? career. Yeah. See that that does not surprise uh, that does surprise me because he is so mobile and so quick, and even a couple times he escapes stuff during the game. So the fact that we got him five times was fucking outstanding. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Our defense played out of their minds. I thought. Yeah, I, and the offense was impressive, but I thought the defense was way more. Let's impressive. Let's talk about the defense because I think they shine the most. I mean, it's 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 really subjective to say that because both sides of the ball played pretty well, especially in the second half. It was very close in the first half, uh, 13-10 halftime score, but they really blew it off the doors in the second half. That, that's why I'm praising the defense because in the first half, like everyone thought we were going to – I thought we were going to have blown out in the first half, but they kept it to 10, 10 points in the first half. Yeah, they kept it close. Uh, a lot of good third-down stops. They got pressure the whole, seemingly the whole game. Yeah, Von Bell and Jesse Bates, they, they looked great. They yeah. were all over the place, Hubbard I thought. Hubbard had two-and-a-half sacks. Hendrickson had another, another sack. Um, Ojinobi, who's been playing really well, had a sack and a half. Like, it's five total. And they were around him all, all afternoon. Yeah, we were getting some crazy push. And we were calling up more blitz. Blitz play, they so called up I a like lot that. more blitz, which there's a there's a, a quote from Michael Vick, who a lot of people compare Lamar Jackson to because their their play is very <laughs> similar, uh, more similar I would think than any other quarterback. In that, Vick would state, "Why would you ever play a QB spy? Because you're effectively playing eleven on ten. You know, you're basically give, if he doesn't run the quarter, you know, either Lamar Jackson or Mike Vick don't run, then you're basically playing eleven on 10 so the fact that they were able to not really do a spy it didn't seem all game but still get pressure and still play good defense overall was very impressive yeah i thought um particularly reader and ojinobi is that how you say it? yeah in ojinobi yeah they really did control the inside I th- yeah they they didn't over uh, at least most of the game they didn't over commit and they stayed yeah. in their lanes and they you know waited for and you'll see um, a lot of times Jackson to make a move when edge rushers will like kind of overcommit to kind of go around, and that will leave a big hole between the offensive tackle and the offensive guard, and a quarterback can easily sneak through there uh, to kind of get out of any pressure that they're facing. And that didn't seem to happen a whole lot. It seemed like there was uh, there wasn't a lot of escape holes for him to do. He still ran for a decent chunk and threw pretty decently, but I think they really stepped up on third downs the whole day. Yeah, I I think we caused him a lot of trouble in the past game. I think he struggled a lot. He had good numbers, but yeah, his numbers look good, and it's not his like his percentage, his passing percentage was trash. Yeah, and they didn't turn the ball over either, did they? Uh, no, I think we're the only ones that turned it over. Yeah, with on that, that burrow on that, pick. And I the, did not like. Uh, yeah, decent performance from like a statistical standpoint, while not giving up any turnovers, ends up to having an overall good game. You know, they only held them to 17 points the whole game, which is pretty impressive. This defense is, is outstanding. Or, uh, their offense is outstanding, and so is their defense. 
Yeah, and I, I think the big thing for the Ravens is they could not get a run game going. Like, we no. stuffed them hard, and then they quit on it. I don't know what their our rush defense numbers are, but I got to think they're pretty good. I feel like we've been stopping the run pretty much all year. Yeah, I think so. I mean, that was one of the surprises from early on in the season is – How good the run defense was. Yeah. And, like, we're looking at the numbers now, and, and Lamar Jackson does put up 86 yards for – 12 rush that's a pretty good number but like if you look at the rest of the rushers it's not much and that's that's the big problem like you know they they don't want to be rushing Lamar Jackson that much a lot of that is scrambling because the pass you know broke down yeah um which that's a good sign overall like you're, you're getting to the quarterback in some capacity but um not um I don't know they they, they stopped the run up the middle. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> they just did a really good job. I don't know what else to say. Um, yeah. Who else were you impressed with on the offensive side? Um, I thought the – I mean, for like the 50th game in a row – or not 50th, seventh game in a row, obviously, Chase played really well. I, don't, I can't – He's having a year, <laughs> man. You can't say that he hasn't. He's just 200 yards – uh, the, the the touchdown that he had, the 82-yarder, uh, it reminded me of A.J. Green. A.J. Green on a handful of occasions would uh, catch a ball deep downfield, and then he'd make a couple – just a quick move, and all of a sudden all the defenders are falling over, and he's in the end zone. And it reminded me of that. That was that was a nice little throwback. Yeah, he's a, he's a pretty special player. Um, yeah. I didn't think he would catch – you know, come on this quickly, but he's – It's almost unbelievable, like, yeah. like how, like – like it's not I just it's I don't believe it. It's not real. Like I just can't imagine it being true. Like like their connection as everybody has been saying is so good. And you would have thought since they were away from each other for a full year not playing at all that would have had some sort of impact. It's like seeing somebody you don't see for for a year. You know, it's you're not going to have that absolute same connection you did that, you know, past time, but I don't know, man. It's so weird. Yep, and I was impressed by Uzama. He's really come on this year, I think. He's um, definitely earned that starting tight end job. It's weird, too, because he's such a late bloomer. Like, his first couple years, they're not much to sh- uh, shake a stick at. He was always kind of like, you know, a good a good tight end, but not, like, doing what he's doing now. And, like, he lost, he got hurt the second game of the year last year. So, therefore you know, barely had an impact on last year's team. And he's also coming off like an Achilles injury, which is like the worst kind of injury to have for a football player. Yeah. And he's come back stronger, which is, it's amazing. All right. Uh, I do have to apologize to P Ryan. We did not think he was that good. And he's played really well the last three weeks. Uh, yeah. P Ryan, three straight games was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's played, I think, at the level he should be playing at. I'm still not, you know, he's he's not a flashy running back, but he's doing his job. No, I no. think the pass protection is still the, you know, the worst part of his game. Sure. I'm not going to beat him over the head with a stick over that because he is, he is playing pretty well, I think, at least over the last three games. So, I don't – now I'm not feeling as bad about letting Gio go because he's been playing better and then Chris Evans has been playing a little bit more. So, it's been nice to see. 
Our O-line has played really well, I think. The first two games from an O-line protection standpoint, excuse me, were not very good. Ten sacks in two games. Overall, not a great performance. But since then, I don't think they've given up more than like five sacks. Yeah, we only gave up one sack to the freaking Ravens, you know. Yeah, we didn't give up any of the Steelers. I think it was one of the Jaguars. One or two to the Packers and Lions, maybe. Um, I don't know off the top of my head uh, those numbers, but still pretty impressive. Yeah, I think our team is, you know, clicking right now, and I, w- I, w- I just wasn't expecting this, you know. I, again, we I have to apologize to everybody. Dead <laughs> we wrong about wrong. a lot of this. We were, uh, we were wrong. I mean, we've gone through the list numerous times. We were wrong on so much. Um, the defense coordinator, Taylor himself, the run, uh, P. Ryan, Awuzi, Hendrickson. This every we just wrong on so many levels. Which I heard somewhere, like I think it was on Reddit, how the is like someone suggested is Taylor off the hook now for um you know being a bad coach and some people were like not yet uh some people were like oh totally uh me uh, we'll go we'll flip to you in a second but me uh i don't know if i'm personally ever gonna get over the last two years being really bad but fuck all that it's all in the past they're playing really well right now i think he's got a lot to do with it i think he took a, took a while to get his system going but it's here and it's working and i'm not complaining about it yeah, I think he's definitely, you know, out of the hot seat. I think there's almost no chance of him being fired at the end of this season. Oh, yeah. Like, and if you think about it, like, the first two games were shaky because they go out, they blow a 10-point fourth-quarter lead and have to win on a last-second 50-yard field goal. Then they lose on the road to Chicago. Okay, that doesn't. those two don't look too good from, like, a coaching standpoint. But then they go and beat Pittsburgh on the road by 14. Uh, then they come back. You know, down fourteen nothing, on in prime time, to win on a last second field goal, good one. They competed valiantly almost to the very end of the overtime against the six and one Packers, uh, and had multiple chances to win the game. If it weren't for things that are out of a coach's control, which are field goal kicking, uh, which you got to say the team put put the kicker in position to win, it just didn't. The kicks didn't go our way, and then they go and beat Baltimore on the road. By 24. Which is Immaculate. fucking crazy. It's it's unbelievable. I was, like, shocked. Because it's, like, every every couple of, like, possessions, it was like, oh, it's another touchdown. Oh, okay. Then the Bravens go punt or turnover on downs, whatever. Oh, it's another touchdown. It's like it just kept going and going and going. Yeah. I, I you know, I'm just – I'm just still so shocked that we, that we won this thing in the way that we want it to. Yeah. It wasn't a lot of times like we've beaten the Ravens a lot in the last like 20 years. Not like this. This is the first time where it's like it was a convincing win on the road. Sometimes we've had good wins at home, but never on the road. On the road, those games are always close and they're always nail biters to the very end of the freaking game. But this one was it was well out of the way. Well, like 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. I'm like, okay, this game's over. There's no realistic way they're coming back from this. Yeah, and that's that doesn't happen with us a lot. Again, like I said, last twenty years, we'll beat them. We won't beat them like that. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, and we've we've had some big return from some of these free agents that we've signed. You know, Hendrickson's yep. playing so well. Wouzier is probably one of the biggest signings on the defense. That dude has been so solid. Yeah. And you don't help hear Mike Hilton's name a whole lot, but I don't feel like he's playing poorly. I don't feel like he's given up a whole lot of plays, even though he's like the slot corner. He's definitely serviceable for the, the slot cor- corner. Oh, yeah. Better than Darquez Denard. <laughs> oh, my God. Just saying his name makes me throw up in my mouth. Let's uh, let's talk about next week. Yeah, we're looking forward to next week. We have the Jets, uh, and who just actually just traded for Joe Flacco, like today. Oh, boy. Did you, did you see that? I did not. Is yeah. it officially? Yeah, like it just happened. Like it wasn't like a rumor. Like it, I think it's a done deal. I don't know. I just look it up real quick because I don't know what the details of the trade were. The like Eagles are trading Joe Flacco to the Jets with Zach Wilson out of action for a few weeks. Flacco is headed to Forum Park. Which is interesting. That's something to talk about because while – I mean, rookie quarterbacks usually kill us anyway. So that's a – I mean – Trevor Lawrence probably had his best game of the year against us. It's a, it's like a known thing. Rookie quarterbacks always kill us. Um, is this game on the road? Yeah, I think. Okay. Our ne- our well, these last three games: Detroit, Baltimore, New York is going to be on the road. Okay, so yeah, we go to the road in New York. We have never won in the I guess New York, New Jersey, New York area. We've beaten Buffalo in Buffalo, but we haven't beaten New York. Jets or Giants in what was the old Meadowlands and now their new stadium. So uh, that'll be a, I don't know. It's it's one of those weird statistics that, you know, seems unbreakable. But at the same time, they showed a graphic before the game yesterday that said Lamar Jackson was 5-0 against the Bengals and like 9-0 in the month of October. So now seems like a good year to be breaking streaks oh the jets have been playing absolutely awful it makes me wonder though so you so they're bringing in joe flacco who has experience playing against like the older Bengals teams but at the same time nobody is left on that defense yeah from when he last played us yeah our defense is completely different Comple- i think bates is bates and hubbard are the only players who have played against um flacco and those were under different coordinators like zimmer and um gunther and some of the other ones now, so Flacco's old now I mean he, he hasn't really plus he's gotten short notice to to learn the playbook and everything so they I don't know it makes you wonder why are they why are they doing this rather than well, I guess he played for the Jets what in 2020 so he must have some familiarity with their playbook and style and system no that's not true because they got a new coach who fucking knows I don't know it I don't think about it. I think this is going to be a big big win Hopefully. if we can Fingers keep crossed, our knock on wood keep our momentum going the jets don't really have anything to worry about right now i think they've been playing pretty awful and all what, what are their do they have any offensive weapons uh cory davis yeah uh, he used to play for the the browns he's kind of a bust though isn't he well they have him <laughs> uh no one else i don't know who would who was I thinking about? Corey Davis played for the Titans. He played for the Titans, yeah, and he. This is his first year here, and uh, they have another wide receiver, or tight end. He may be hurt. Uh, Crowder, Jameson Crowder. He's he's okay. Um, but I don't know if he's injured or not. He's only played in three games. Oh yeah, so he hasn't played. He hasn't only played in three games. I don't know. They don't have a whole lot of weapons, and their 
defense isn't that scary. They're they're deep in in rebuild mode. Yeah, and I think I, I think we should win this one easily as long as we don't overlook them. Could yeah. could be a trap game, but I don't I don't think so. I think this one's going to be a win. Yeah. Uh which I don't know. I think we need to kind of walk back where we thought we were going to be because now we're 5 and 2, number 1 seed in the AFC. And we're number one in the AFC. We're number one in the AFC right now. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, because we, 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 I think a couple other teams are five and two, but we're two and zero in our division. And undefeated in the AFC. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, our two losses are to the two NFC North teams. So, it, it, how that all works out is beyond me. I'd have to do research to figure that out. But <laughs> we didn't think they were going to be five and two. Optimistically, we thought. It could have been the opposite and be two and five. So, yeah, and I, I really thought we were just going to get you know swept by everyone in the division this year, and that's it seems to be the opposite so far. It will be interesting though, you know, not to not to look over our current opponent, but when we play Cleveland in two weeks, how's it going to be against them? Yeah, I think I, for me, Baltimore was t- the test. That was the first test this year, and if we could beat Baltimore, then I thought we were going to be legit. Hey, man, now you, I think you, we're legit. You you can say that, but I totally think playing against Green Bay was a big test, and playing with Baltimore is a big test. And I think the biggest test will be Cleveland. It's like, okay, you competed with those two. Can you play Cleveland? And they don't even have Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. That's why like Baltimore is still rolling. They have their pretty much their entire team intact yeah nobody Cleveland has no Chubb no or Chubb might be coming back but no hunt yeah they're beat up well they just had um they played Thursday night and their running back like killed it he had like 168 or something like that like and he was kind of a nobody he was it wasn't Hub or uh Hub or Hunt or Chubb or Hunt sorry yeah Darren uh yeah Ernest Johnson yeah he had a good game Oh, he had a great game. It seems to me that they can really get a good running game going. So if we can prevent that, which we have so far, and contain at least whoever quarterback's playing with, which I don't think it will be Mayfield because the injury seems – the more news comes out of it, it seems to be worse than the last news you heard about it. Yeah, which uh, which would be unfortunate for them. They've built their team around him, I think. Yeah. I, I hear a lot of things on social media and some stuff in – uh, general news media about him being, I don't know, not the right fit or not a good player, et cetera, et cetera. I, I, they're like a playoff team now. And they were trash for like literally like the worst team he's, for like 20 years. And then they get him and they start turning it around. He's been their best QB signing like probably ever. <laughs> Since what? Bernie Kosar? <laughs> I mean, he's played really serviceable. I don't like, I don't know. Like, I don't think you could shit on him that much. I yeah, I don't I wouldn't say serviceable. I think serviceable is like an understatement. I think he's played well. I thought I think the they kind of screwed up his sophomore year because um that co- whoever that coach was, I forget his name, but he wasn't very good. Um it was a smart move to dump him, and now they got Kevin Stefanski, who was, like, raved about coming up in the Minnesota organization, and now he's doing pretty well as their coach. So, Yeah, I think if anybody complains about Mayfield, they're they're pretty dumb. A lot, a lot of people, I've, I've noticed this, 
going on sports sites and forums and stuff like that, there's a lot of bad, a lot of bad takes out there. Some of them are like very, very questionable. Yeah. People, people are very reactionary. But yeah, everybody, everybody's born with an asshole, so everybody's got bad opinions and stuff like that. Am I allowed? Am I allowed to rant about bad opinions about Justin Fields yet? Am I allowed to get there? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Oh my God, this I have never seen a human being get excused for more than any other person on the on the entire planet. Like he is playing like garbage, like pure and adulterated garbage and people like when it was trubisky or dalton were like hey this guy's got to play like come on guys he's the future you know he's like come on these quarterbacks aren't very good and then he comes into play and he's playing awful and people are like wow the coach is really bad like what the fuck like how does this narrative change like within like a week like the entire narrative surrounding an entire organization of a coach who's been to the playoff twice and has a winning record as a head coach. How does this motherfucker, how can you say with a straight face, it's the coach's problem when it's clearly not? Well, I mean, it, it, it depends. If you've looked at, you know, any Chicago media, they've been, they've been tearing up, uh, what's his name? Nagy. Nagy. Um, Last year and this year. Hey, they were a freaking playoff team. Two out of three years. We can't say that. Yeah, I think the big complaint for him is is the offensive uh, scheming and play calling. I, I hear that, but, like, there are some times when – I've heard all kind of – again, all kind of excuse-making uh, when people say – when it comes to this Justin Fields. And I, I, I've watched film on him. I've watched plays. <laughs> he will just airmail – Wide open throws by like feet, by the, or not just yards, <laughs> like well above intended receivers with a clean pocket, and he'll make ridiculously dumb interceptions. There are now some of them are tip plays, and I will say that like a, a tipped interception isn't entirely on a quarterback's fault, but like at the same time. Maybe if they had made a better throw, it would have been catchable. He is still a rookie, though. I know, but at the same time, we've seen rookies play a lot better than how he's playing right now. He has the worst out of all the out of all the quarterbacks in the NFL, including those four other rookies. He's got the worst rating out of all of them. <laughs> like that's like absolute true. And he started seven games. I'm like, oh, he's played a little bit, and we don't know the full pick. No, he's started or basically played a full seven games well none of this happens in a vacuum though the jets are trash their o-line is trash their receivers aren't that good either and that may be true but it, it's at the same time like you could pull all the excuses out of your ass if you want but like a, a six touchdown the six you're just mad dalton is benched no i i yeah i am <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's just, just admit it. I yeah, no, it's true. No, it's the absolute truth. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of his. AJ Green's playing pretty well, by the way, too. Oh yeah, AJ Green's having a great year. Yeah, so and, again, uh, but that goes back to bad opinions. All these people thinking that Arizona, uh, he's not. He was washed up and he was done, but he's not. Uh, yeah, he's probably just not the number one guy anymore. You know, he it's, can't it's, play yeah, as the. He's he's a little bit older and he's a little bit more um, injury 
history than Hopkins has. So I think he's still playing pretty good. Yeah, and he's but now he's in such a good receiving group that you know he he doesn't have to be the only one that can get open. Yeah, you know, other people are getting open, so it gives him more room to work. Yeah, so I'm happy to see that. But no, I'm not done bitching about Justin Fields yet because oh, like geez. I feel like I've seen other quarterbacks come in as rookies and play better. And now I would not be making all these comments if everybody and their fucking grandmother <laughs> thought that that this guy was pro ready. And if you know anything about college football or of like a modicum of intelligence, you would know that not every single player who comes in from college is going to be good in the NFL. I, I have to say that because a lot of people don't know that apparently. Um, this dude was like, here's what happened. He was like projected second overall pick, and then he has his camp, and I think all the all the executives and all the people were like, okay, this guy's not as good as we thought he was. You know, there, there has to be some things that they can see and understand that most general audiences don't understand. And that's why he fell so far, and that's why he's not doing so well. And had he had, like, had like say, a full eight games to sit behind or maybe even a full year to get acclimated and, and, and understand how it is playing at a pro level, he probably would have been a whole lot better. Yeah, I mean, you never know, but the, the trend of – the NFL recently has been start your rookie quarterback. And, but it's like uh, that may be the, th- the case, but that I've seen – just going back, even like, okay, throwback to 2011, <laughs> think about how many quarterbacks came out of that draft. And out of all those, only two of them are any good. Uh, Christian Ponder f- flared out. Jake Lockyer retired early. Um Colin Kaepernick had like one good year and then he fizzled out. Um, who else was there in that draft? There's, I think, two more. Don't look at me. Yeah, I, I don't know. And then the only two that were good were Dalton and Cam Newton. So it's like a lot of them, not all those teams started them pretty much week one, I think, right? Or at least early in the year. So what, I, what I'm trying to say is that not everybody's pro ready. I think I think the um, let me get to my final statements. I'm done with my ramble hat, taking off my fucking tinfoil hat, all my stupid hats I'm wearing. Is that not everybody is pro ready right off the bat? You have to be, you know, of a certain maturity and a certain intelligence level to be pro ready right off the bat. And not everybody has that. And I think these people on the internet need to know that and not be have you know, uh, bully your coach into starting a player who's just not ready. You know. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think we'll see. We'll see. Because the past, like, I don't know, five years or so, rookies have had to play a lot more, I feel like, than previous. Like, mm. veterans were so well, needed mean, before. Carson Palmer took the full year off his first – I mean, he didn't take the full year off, but he didn't he didn't play his first full year. That's a, that's a different generation, though. Yeah, that was 18 years ago. Uh, it, it, children have been born and graduated high school since then. So Let's look at the top – uh, quarterbacks right now. Let's see who's up there. Uh, well, no, it's no surprise Tom Brady's up there. Uh, Brady, Carr, they've been around for a while. Same with Stafford. Patrick Mahomes, young quarterback. Relatively young. Kyler Murray, young quarterback. Third-year player. Joe Burrow's right Burrow, there. Burrow, Jackson, young. Mac Jones is 
is top ten. Look at that. See what I'm saying? It's like it's like some players are more pro re- pro ready than others. Herbert. Yeah, I mean it's just there's so many young quarterbacks that are coming out and playing well. It's you have to think too. A lot of those old heads from back in the day, your Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, you know, Drew Brees. A lot of them are all retired now, except for Tom Brady. Except for Tom Brady. That he, I think I think I saw somewhere there was like a video game and that's Aaron Rodgers that takes place in like in the future, and uh, in the in the video game. It's like takes place in like 2042, and Tom Brady is still playing football. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, yeah, no, I think you'll see. But I think both Rodgers and Brady will probably be retired either at the end of this year or the end of next year. Either or. Didn't Brady say he wants to go until he's like 50? Yeah, but I don't know if his body can hold up. Nobody's nobody's doing what he's doing at his doing what what he does at his age. It's holding up so far. <laughs> yeah, wild stuff. Nick, you have anything else you want to go over? Nope. That's it for this week. Done with my rant. Uh, Thank you very much for listening, guys. Uh, We appreciate it. Uh, If you've liked what we heard so far and you want to listen to more, hit that subscribe button. Uh, Tune in on next week. Uh, Thank you very much for listening.